All right, welcome to the inaugural episode of Frank Pod Caliendo Cast. Gruden knocks hard or something like that. I don't know what I called it. Uh, we're going to introduce everybody. We need a. Th- we don't even have a theme song yet. We just kind of put this together somewhat haphazardly. There was an idea for it, and then I realized that the starting date was getting closer and closer and closer. I think maybe it's like Opa Gruden style. Oh, oh. Uh, Opa Gruden style. Some of the facial expe- expressions of Gruden during this episode were uh, tremendous, to say the least. Uh, I'm going to introduce everybody who is on with us today, uh, and they're going to have to do their best John Gruden. I didn't tell them that that's what they're going to do, and the looks on their faces are almost as fun as John Gruden talking to Jonathan Abraham. Um, was that who? Not Jonathan Abraham. Jonathan. Uh, what, again, I'm Abrams. dying with names. Jonathan Abram. Ab- Jonathan Abrams is another guy. Jonathan Abraham. Where did he played? What for the Packers or something? For the Cardinals. Is he Cardinals Falcons. too? Yeah, for Cardinals, Falcons. All right. So Opa Gruden style starting over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mind is going. Names are starting to lose. That's great. An impression. A guy who does impressions who can't remember any names. Always really good. All right. So Corbin Ford. Yes. Um, no, you got to do Gruden. You uh, got to yeah, tell you what, uh, man. I tell, tell you what, man. <laughs> what? He's from, I don't know what well, He's from doing. the South. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Uh, man. I don't know. <laughs> don't be late. Don't be overweight. <laughs> hey, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going to go Charles Barkley. That's terrible. <laughs> I tell you what, man. That was not good. That okay. was Okay. That was Jonathan What's-His-Face right there, man. That <laughs> dude. That's what I'm just going to call him from now on because I can't think of of his name. So, uh, Ken. I, w- I always wanted to call you Ken Burns because I'm terrible with names. Ken Brown is yes. with us. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, my movie Chucky Child's Play. I uh, <laughs> oh. went, to, went to see it in the theaters and was thinking <laughs> about how I had a bad relationship with, uh, with David Carr. Oh. oh, I need to fix that. Italian Gruden is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Derek Carr. You're worse with names than me. We've Derek already started Carr. off. <laughs> David you know, my, Carr was a number one I, I, draft pick for the Texans. I, I had to talk to my big brother, his big brother, to try to get him in line. He said, what do I do about this? Okay, I'm stopping this from you. <laughs> stopping you from doing any of this. Uh, and, That's uh, how me coming out. Via remote. Uh, we'll see if this... By the way, the first two, Corbin and Ken, you might know them from the Comic Playground podcast that we, we all do together. And uh, remote via uh, uh, the Wirecast extravaganza that sometimes works uh scott long out there in indianapolis here i am can you hear me it sounds like a well i don't know who that last guy was he kind of sounded like rodney dangerfield as john Groot. can you <laughs> even hear that no I'm i like, like the what, beats. is that your john what's happening i'll tell you what man commit i tell you what man um <laughs> I wrote for an impressionist, but I cannot do impressions. That's why my career is in Indianapolis, live remote, on my 2008 T-Mobile sidekick slide phone that I'm uh, communicating this through. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. That's tremendous. I'm going to tell you right now, producer Dick Toledo is with us, and uh, you may know him from KUPD if you live in the Phoenix area. You may know him from uh, every podcast I do. (laughs) And if his Gruden is better than yours, guys, he might be on air pretty soon. Tell you what, man, we're not going to the Raspberry Bowl. We're not going to the Blueberry Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) We're not going to the Sugar Bowl. We're not going to the Blue Bonnet Bowl. What the hell is the Blue Bonnet Bowl? What's that? Is that? 
that a bowl from the seventies or something? It is. It is. I think it was in Mobile, Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. The blue bonnet, but hey, the parquet margarine bowl. Who's going to that? Who's going to the the sugar smacks bowl? They changed that to smacks, man. It's not even the. It's not. They got rid of sugar, but not with us, man. Honeycomb, the honeycomb bowl. Honeycomb Honeycomb's bowl. big, man. Rice Krispie treat bowls. <laughs> the rice Krispie treat bowl. How about this? We're not going to the salad bowl. That's what we're eating the entire time, man. On <laughs> the side of salad. <laughs> how about the? Uh, how about the telekinesis bowl, man? And you can move stuff with your mind. I'll tell you what. I like that it would just be products that are no longer with us. Yeah. They're the Telegraph Bowl, man. How about the Alexander Graham Bell Bowl? Bell Bowl. That's alliteration. The Blockbuster Bowl. The Blockbuster Bowl, man. There you go. That's Corbin. He's younger, man. He knows this kind of stuff. That guy, Graham Bell, he's my guy. <laughs> The Atari 2600 Bulls coming yeah. in 2020. I'll tell you what, man. 2020. I love that show. I love that vision. And I love Barbara Walters. <laughs> tell you what, man. That's Hope tremendous. So let's get into the episode a little bit. Uh, so we ne- so people know this is going to eventually evolve into a full-on sports and pop culture podcast. But for right now, it's mostly recaps of Hard Knocks. Which I thought uh, started out very slowly uh, today. After all the hype and all the machinery out there um, pushing it out, I was really excited for the first ten minutes. The speech by Gruden was great. That uh, the bowl stuff and the uh, nightmares, man. We're about nightmares, <laughs> not in your dreams. We're going to be nightmares. Kill somebody, man. Freddy Krueger him. Uh, that that was there was good hype there and the the poem and stuff like that and then the horseback riding threw me off a little bit it, it was just kind of just slowed way down for me little yeah, broke back it, raiders there yeah the broke back raiders was something else <laughs> it felt like they took a lot of time to go into the asides the you know uh, brown in the balloon and the two um Abrams which seemed like it which the uh, Antonio Brown getting into a hot air balloon and coming into practice in a hot, I feel like that should they didn't do much with that. They showed a little bit behind, but I guess maybe people had seen it, but I didn't I didn't I felt like for such a big uh you know, sideshow that it that it was to, to have it become just a little quiet thing was very awkward. I mean, they yeah. showed a lot of, like you said, the beginning and then none of the end. Although we did get the line, uh, flow like a butterfly, sting like A.B., yeah. which was... I'll tell you what, You man. could tell he spent some time thinking that one. Oh, yeah. I think I think he spends a lot of time <laughs> with those bad feet thinking about lines, man. <laughs> Scott, your thought? Well, I was initially disturbed by Derek Carr and all the sleeveless hoodies that he wore i don't think your star quarterback can wear a sleeve he had more hoodies than like i don't know larry the cable guy it was just kind of that that were sleeveless it was very bizarre he's always in his red you can't tackle me too i'm i've known him for quite a while because of the uh gruden quarterback camp when i one of the first things i ever did with gruden was with Derek carr it was on his birthday and I was messing around with Derek Carr. We came, became not so much friends, but acquaintances, and have talked back and forth. And he's a super good guy. But yeah, he is. He's all. He's like the fit cable guy. The it's there's yeah. something going on there where he loves to show the guns. And he even his even his uh, uniform, his Raiders uniform. You can see more arm than you usually can on a quarterback. Yeah, that disturbs me. I, I don't know. I, I, as someone who expects like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, who would like be desperate, you know, there's that combine video of Tom Brady with his shirt off, which oh, he's yeah. never been able to live down. 
And that just shows you do not need to have a body like that to be all glistened up like Derek Carr. I don't know because maybe his brother got beat up out of the NFL, so maybe he's got to come off like I'm tough, don't mess with me. But that that disturbs me as the leader of the team, and I'm watching the team, and I'm just going, who is the leader of this team besides Gruden? I just I don't get a feel for that. Well, I think maybe. I think Derek Carr is. I've been there. And I've yeah. seen the the leadership. I I don't think they're showing you everything at the beginning either. I mean, they spent a lot of time on Roland Ollie or Ronald Ollie. Yeah, and he was gone by the end of the episode. <laughs> the, the The guy from Last Chance U. And right after I'd said to you guys, we were watching it all here at my house. I was like, I, "What do you think this guy makes it three episodes?" Then they caught him in the first episode, and I was like, "Holy cow, he's not." But he was. He seemed to have no uh, fight. He there was no motor there. I don't know what kind of skill he actually has, but I, it is, you know, they set that up with Gruden. Like, let's get rid of these guys that don't want to be here, man. And next thing you know, r- uniforms replaced. I think there was a big. Maybe it was different. I was watching it on Stars, <laughs> so uh, I had the Stars Channel version of it on Hard. Hard Knock. So maybe what? I wasn't with you guys watching it on HBO. So <laughs> that was a. Uh, it was a little different. It, you were watching they, they the Canadian the football budget. version? Yeah, they didn't have the same budget. There was only three downs. It was a 110-yard field. But. Okay, I'm guessing this is a joke because I completely missed what was yeah, happening. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, Hard Knocks on Stars, the Stars Network. You know, that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll tell you what. Hey, you know what? Say it three more times. See if we start liking it, Scott. <laughs> Should I have gone with Epix? Maybe Epix, the E-P-I-X. Cinemax. How about Cinemax to show off those arms, man? But I like the way you tried to sell it. You're the opposite of Ronald Ollie who gave up right away. I'll tell you what, man. You kept fighting for it. That's like A.B. going full out in practice when he doesn't even have any feet, man. Oh. If you had a foot fetish, you didn't after the end of that whole. Uh, yeah, you think that was to come to to combat uh, what's his name from uh, Rex Ryan? Uh, Rex Ryan, watching. yeah. <laughs> like that's a that's an anti Rex. You guys know me. I'm about as far away from Antonio Brown's feet as I could be. <laughs> I don't know. I it, that 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 was so. I'm just going through some of the notes because we're doing this immediately after watching the show. The. Uh, Derek Carr up front a lot with his stuff. Gruden's looking a little thick. I noticed that. Uh, and he needs a haircut. Something like some of the he's the the hair up top is fairly thin, so that's okay. But at, at points, I don't know what's happening in the back Sorry. of his head. That mullet's growing. Uh, it's not, but it's not a mullet. It's it's that it it has like it's convex. It's not concave. It's convex. It rolls out like as if you were to curl it back or something like that. It's very weird. It's a dome in the back. Got a dome back there, man. We might be playing outdoors, but in the back of my head, we got a dome, man. Another thing I noticed. Another thing I noticed too. uh, He does this thing, and from me talking to the team last year, he does that knock on wood thing, and he does. That's his (laughs) thing that he does all the time. It's like knock on wood, and you. He keeps telling the player, "Hey man, you like that? Knock on wood." And he's got everybody knocking on wood. Everybody's like, "Oh, they're just like they have no interest in knocking on any more wood." Yeah, AAB, knock on wood. You want to ring a doorbell? What are you doing, man? Don't ding dong ditch me, man. Play play at half speed. Play 100 percent metal, 50 percent physical. What were you gonna say, Scott? 
I think some of Gruden's uh, trepidation from getting a haircut is is the uh, barber is the same guy that does Mark Davis's yeah, haircut. Yeah, there's the, you know, there's probably, they did look very yeah. well. Yeah, they they look like they look like they could be brothers. They, yeah. That's one of the jokes is that that people go Weird. talk about that over and over over that that. How two guys could have such a similar look and haircut? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gruden's bill. He's getting thick enough to be there, too. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> That'd be tremendous. I liked uh, Antonio Brown. The stuff with Antonio Brown was fun, too. The, watching his uh, family was a lot of fun. Where's Roethlisberger? Where's Roethlisberger? Classic line. Yeah, that was fun. And then he calls him Derek Carter. If I go, if I get a chance to talk to the team, I'll be like, I tell you what, man, Derek Carter, there you are. I learned your name from AB's kid, man. Afterburner. There he is, Derek Carter, man. I love this. You related to Linda Carter? She played Wonder Woman, man. Wow. You spin around, turn into a super human Amazon princess, man. He's got one of them ropes. He's got one of those ropes that tells the truth, man. <laughs> the magic lasso. Hey, A.B., next time instead of a hot air balloon, come in in an invisible jet, man. A.B. <laughs> in the invisible jet. I'll tell you what. They might not see the jet, but they'll see you and your ugly feet, A.B. Bring the rest of the Justice League with you while you're at it, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I'll tell you what. Bring them all. Bring them on. Make it happen, man. We could use some guys. We got we got rid of Khalil Mack. We sent him. We're Marvel. We sent him to D.C., man. That's an issue. I'm, we're rolling way too much into comic playground at that point. <laughs> we got there. Um, so I actually, and you guys can tell me your thoughts on this. I was way more into – so first of all, the first half slow. I thought pretty slow. And then as it got to the second half and they got back to football more, I started to care a lot more. And I don't know if that's the, the standard for people, but I was I, – when they were on the horses and all that kind of stuff, I had – I there just wasn't enough going on to keep me intrigued. And then they got back to football and I started to care. And for some reason, I just wanted to hear that testosterone speak. Everybody just saying a bunch of crap and saying it at each other. That was just that was what I was waiting for. And the Gruden, the Grudenisms, and them. You know, it it seems like all the players know their coach is a rock star too. That's an interesting thing where they all are. I wouldn't say they're um, you know starstruck by him. But they're definitely looking at him. They know the Gruden grinder. They know all this stuff. I don't think I've seen anything like that with uh, with players and a coach before. No, there definitely is a feel for like who he is and maybe rec- recognizing from ESPN and stuff like that where you can see him kind of play up to him just a little bit. At least that's how it came across to me. Um, just his character. His yeah, they were playing it. They were playing back definitely at him a, a little more bit. Than you would think with other coaches. I mean, yeah. Well, this first episode, the rookies, I felt, really didn't quite understand what it meant to be in the NFL yet. Can you hear me okay? Just louder. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really felt that the rookies were the main focus of this episode to see whether or not they're going to fit in the NFL. Obviously, we had one cut after the first episode. And, the and he was an undrafted free agent. You know, free agent, which you'd think the undrafted free agent would be the person that's Working harder than everybody. That's usually the story of the undrafted free agent. Making a name Not for themselves. Uh, yeah. yeah. The Vince Papali. And this was the exact opposite. Go, go, go ahead, Ken. Yeah, I said, too, it was like that. It was There was no tolerance for people that aren't going to work in the NFL. They talked about the thing that really caught my attention, too, was the wages. Like they're saying, hey, if you want to go play football for you know uh, 800 bucks a weekend, you're more than welcome to go do that. But you're going to work here in the NFL. Yeah. 
and it's a very, very hitting hard home first. Like even with the rookie, John Abram, he was like clowning around at the the dinner where David Carr, Derek Derek Carr, Carr. was more or less paying for dinner there. Yeah, it was actually like he didn't belong at all. Well, for the rookie to bring up the money, I thought was a – I think that's going to be a cause. Everything I've ever understood in that brotherhood there, you don't talk about everybody else's money. And I don't think a rookie brings up the – you know the quarterback the leader of the team i don't think Derek carr doesn't care so much but we saw him jonathan abram go at gruden earlier in the episode you could just see it and you never know i couldn't tell if he was playing if he was messing around or if he was really trying to get under gruden's skin but there was something there and hbo's i think they're formulating a story at that point scott you're nodding your head well, and when I was watching it, you were talking about this undrafted rookie, and it seemed like HBO maybe had put him in there. Like, mm-hmm. let's get some Netflix viewers back over to HBO because that guy was in horrible shape. Yes, as it, I mean, he looked like one of us trying out. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was like, and, and then he had no energy, and I'm like, why wouldn't they get one of the Stranger Thing kids or something, you know, and actually pull somebody in? And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like. If I know they want to get this last chance, you guy, but I'm watching this. And then I also thought the same thing when you were talking about money, it's like, who brings up money? It would be like this podcast. If us, if we were trying to talk to you about money, that would not make sense. That's a bad idea. I I just go in my giant pool. (laughs) <laughs> and usually don't the rookies buy the dinner for the first dinner when they're all out together like that? Not always. But what I think actually happened there is I think that was just rookie innocence. I don't think he was doing it to try and put put it in. I took it completely different as not out of the realm of, you know, decorum or anything like that for him. I think he's wowed by the whole situation. He's sitting with Derek Carr, who has a $120 million contract. He's an Oakland Raider. I mean, he said that when he was loading up his car with targets. I would agree with you, Toledo, but they set him up messing with Groot before. Completely. And the the fact that he's got like this, and maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it'll turn out to be a good thing, or maybe we'll find out he's more of a joker or something. But he's... It looks like he's kind of a, a prodder, like he's yeah. like pushing buttons on people. And as a rookie, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never been in that situation to be. I think he wants to come across as like the game's not bigger than him. He wants to fit in so bad as a rookie. What well, I that's what Gruden said, right? He's trying too hard. Yes. He's trying too like, hard. Chill, man. You're here. You're and, and you can even see in the clips, I'm, I'm more in the middle of that line where I think some of it is innocence and just being new to the game. And some of it is maybe his personality being brash, pushing buttons. But that combination, and you're right, the way HBO did play it. Does seem like it's going to be and I can't tell. You can never tell if it's the editing of the program or of the person yep. to tell. They will frame a story that has yeah. nothing to do with what something they do that every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and started out every year. And it's not just HBO and it's not just Hard Knocks. It's everything in television. I remember years ago, somebody asked me if I wanted to do an All Star version of uh, comic. Uh, what's the um, what's the last stand- comic last standing. comic standing? They asked me yeah. if I wanted to do that. I'm like. No way. And they're like, why not? I'm like, because they're formulating stories for that fan to beat Ralphie May. That wasn't real. I mean, no way am I going to put myself in that situation where, and nowadays imagine that, if you have the better social media following, you're, you're the you winner. just win. You're, just, you're not going to lose that. Mm-hmm. So 
like I said, it starts out lighter uh, or, or a little more character focused. Yeah, but kind of boring. I thought, and, I, frankly, yeah. especially with the other people that they have with Vontez Perfect. They have I don't know if he's out there yet because he's suspended too, isn't he? There's there's so, uh, but they have Richie on Incognito, and he's he just started to get. That's who we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. We're looking to see the names Incognito. I love that he's been. Um, in the uh, in the Pro Bowl, four of the last five seasons he's played. I mean, that's always <laughs> Which a means great four out of the last six seasons. Yeah, right. I mean, seasons, but, I mean, but that's what's great about it is <laughs> I like how they phrase that to the point where you get the point and they didn't put it in your face, mm-hmm. but it made me laugh. <laughs> I go, okay, yeah, and then the people in the know are going, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who don't know, I should say, are like, oh yeah. The people who know, like, yeah, well, there's a reason. He maybe would have been in five. <laughs> Did you guys feel that misframed incognito at all? Because this guy has had so many problems in the NFL at all, and they totally glossed over that. It's like, hey, this is a whole new page. All well, they, stuff yeah, but past. they, I mean, they, you, maybe you get that, though. Yeah. They do mention that he's had the issues, and then he says he's there to clean it up, and they're balancing that versus uh, Ronald Ollie. I was, I was going to say, yeah, plus they didn't really give him a lot of the time, like in general, to even go into that backstory. I mean, if they were going to. And he didn't even really show up until, what, halfway through the show? Yeah. <laughs> halfway through the first episode. And I was like, where is he? Because as someone who's not necessarily a Raiders fan, I had known three of like the main guys, and he was like the fourth guy on my list. I was like, oh, yeah, where is he? So by the time they kind of put him up there, put some clips, showed him a little bit, and then kept it right on moving along. It was this funny. is not a defense of Ricky, Richie Incognito at all. I mean, he's a local guy, but I think that there's a lot missing from that Jonathan Martin story, too, that, that mm-hmm. everybody plays out with him. Um, I'm, I'm not excusing anything that, that may have happened. It's in the realm of football, and I know that that's supposed to be a closed thing, but I think maybe that's where HBO is going with this, is that it's not so much a redemption as that, look, this is the real guy, more, more so than what you guys, and he even said it in the episode, what you guys have seen in the headlines, I'm not trying to be that guy. Uh, yeah, so. and I do think that's a complete defense. So, uh, <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I, I did find that interesting. I didn't know why they were getting into the characters that we wanted to see so late. I, I, uh, maybe they have a – you had said before, Toledo, when we were talking too, that because I'd gotten some texts from different people that I know out there in the Raider uh, land uh, that, hey, it's, it's kind of a laid-back episode. It's not what you're expecting. I'd heard that earlier in the day. And then they, they were right for the first half, and then it picked up and was more interesting to me. Um, I think the Raiders probably – I mean, what do you want as the team, as the coach? You probably don't want a lot of controversy Controversy either. You don't want to have that. You want – if they're there, you want you don't mind, I guess, being in some of the spotlight, but you also don't want it to be a big problem and distraction. Well, and, this team hit rock bottom at 4-12 and 12 last year. And it was like, you know, John Gruden, yes, it takes time to rebuild. But just two years ago with Jack Del Rio, they were 12 and four. Right. And to go from that such an opposite end from being so good in a Super Bowl contender to being number two pick in the draft. Like, what is Gruden's motivation? this year? I also what's think going to be where are they going with what's happening with Gruden and the Raiders? This year? Yeah, I, I think get that, anything on that. This, this I think that Gruden is. Also, from spending all the time in the booth, he's a master of knowing where TV, maybe not, he, maybe he doesn't know where HBO is going, but he's also, because he's done the quarterback camp and because he's also seen this hard knocks enough times, I think he's a master of knowing what 
they're going to look for, and he's not going to go over the like Dirk Cutter was completely over his head last year with the with the Buccaneers when they when they did hard knocks. Mm-hmm. I thought that he just got out class and and was you know saw things on film the day after, and so the next episode you'd see him do something different. I don't think Gruden is going to be that way. He's giving them their sound bites, yes, but he doesn't seem to be giving them. Uh, he's measured, yes. But it, and it seems like he's almost dictating the right stuff so far. Mm. Now, it, what happens is a lot of times when there's that many cameras around and they're in spots they're not usually on, in, you tend to forget about them being there and you start to talk a little bit more and say more things. But like you said, Rich, uh, he, yeah, he he definitely seems measured and is calculating every every moment of it. Which, as a, he would be a person I would consider a friend, Gruden. I'm glad for that because I, I want the guy to succeed. Yes. Um, I uh, and I, I I look forward to that. I look forward to seeing more of it. Like I said, the first half really I was like, "Geez, come on, get to it!" And the second half intrigued me a bunch. Scott, you're nodding again. Yeah i I thought the most exciting part for me was when I saw Guy Fieri. <laughs> and uh, I was I thought maybe they were to get some shopping carts out and maybe do some 40s with the shopping carts. But uh, Toledo was talking about, uh, you know, the, the nightmare scenario for this hard knocks is, is almost every coach gets fired after a year or two. You had the big fiasco of Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley going at it last year. And then you had, uh, you know, tr- trying to figure that whole thing out and you could tell that there was this struggle for who was going to have the rookie quarterbacks here. And you can tell Gruden has none of that. There's no coach that seems anywhere even close to the level. Like Dirk Cutter, there seemed like other coaches that were on his levels that was brought up or when Dave Campo was the Cowboys coach. And it was like, really, is he the coach? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's part of it. I think you're going to see Gruden continue to be the whole focus of the coaches, though I thought Buckner came off really well, the defensive line coach, because you got to feel he was the one guy that was like, man, I'd like to see him play football again. He's got to be better than Lance, last chance you uh, as a player coach even. But Yeah, he uh, was he was interesting. He was he seemed like a leader. He seemed yeah. like somebody that you were going to care about and you wanted his guys to succeed, the guys he was working with. You felt he was real and honest. Um, I mean, that that definitely is a good point there because he was he was the guy when I saw him. I'm like, I want to see more of this guy. I want to which which is a good thing because maybe he's on the road to being a head coach. We didn't see any Gunther, the defensive uh, coordinator. Uh, we didn't see any of him and I, you know, five episodes, they don't want to put everybody up front, but it's, it's interesting who they did key on in on, because it's so funny that, you know, one guy's gone before the end of the first episode. That's probably what, just to get that headline though, like you said, that you got the Netflix guy that's gone immediately. And, uh, it was just, you know, it's the standard. We'll try and put this guy in for people to talk about it. Oh my God, this is a terrible idea. Uh, let's let's just move on. So, and the way they did it time wise, I think was also weird because maybe I I would have thought they'd stretch it out, like you said, like day three or episode three, or whatever, be gone. But you could see that they were kind of putting clips from. I mean, what they well were they bringing. can't though because mm-hmm. if Gruden got rid of them, mm-hmm. it's week by week. So uh, it's as a basketball guy that you are, and yeah. not as much of a football guy. Exactly. Uh, Showed it there. It's it's each week. 
Mm. So they're they're doing what has happened in the previous seven to ten days or whatever. Mm. So next week you couldn't he couldn't be there because they're already going to be into next week. Got you. They're doing that now. Okay. So yeah, because they'll have, it'll be after they're playing. Who do they say they were playing uh, first? Pre- the Rams. 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 Well, they're practicing with the Rams. I'm sorry. Okay, right. Because because they got young Gruden. Uh, McVeigh. Yeah, Sean McVeigh with the. Uh, I tell you what, man. He's <laughs> a. We're good. We're a good team, man. We're a good team. I'll tell you what. You sound a lot like me. You sound more like me than my brother, man. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So then, then is when my Twitter feed lit up in the episode because John Madden showed up and people were like, "Here's worlds <laughs> colliding," and Madden was maybe the highlight of the episode. Absolutely. If if he wasn't the the top, he was way up there. He's talking about the seven man sled. <laughs> Uh, and that seven man say, yeah, that'll cure a hangover. I mean, he had lines, and then he got on the and sled. And he wrote it. He got on the sled. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he got hit at all at the same time. Yeah, everybody got hit at the same time. Yeah, go, boom, boom, boom. Get out, get out, you, 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 you don't go anywhere. Like, that was Madden. Like, he became like Max Hedrum from the 80s or something. <laughs> catch, catch the wave, cook. It was that weird. He was like a glitchy uh, feed. It was very, you know, a, a glitchy internet feed. He was glitchy. Yeah, he was totally glitchy. What was the what was the girl's name in Wreck It Ralph that kept glitching? Oh, Sarah Silver. Penelope. Uh, uh, Penelope. I'll it's, look it up. It's one guy who can't remember a name asking another guy who can't remember a name. <laughs> a brilliant move Great by team. me. I just I just hung Toledo out to dry. Um, yeah, but the Madden stuff. I mean, he actually brought more energy. So. Okay, now I wouldn't even think about this before, but now we're talking about Gruden, mm-hmm. Madden, and the defensive coach. Is his name uh, Buckner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buckner. We've, we've got three coaches we're talking about being the most interesting part of the episode, probably. A guy who got kicked off the team already or booted out. Uh, a guy who seems to be uh, uh, stirring the pot a little bit and maybe a little bit naive in Jonathan Abram. And uh, sleeveless Derek Carr, who scares Scott Long. And an injured Antonio Brown. And an injured Antonio Brown. Yeah, the Antonio, Brown. Antonio the Brown's kids were making me laugh. MVPs. Yeah. That's uh, MVPs, ABs, MVPs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, I know, like, Gruden and the Raiders are high profile, but is the Raiders the best choice for this year with as weak as the roster is? I don't think yeah. the roster's that weak. Yeah. I, I, I think they just were... They, they lucked out because they were scheduled before they made the Antonio Brown trade, I think. Okay. I think mm-hmm. they, got, they got that to fell in their lap, but I think they had a decent draft, and I think that because of Gruden is why HBO wanted him. Yeah, I think it's all yeah. Gruden. I think it's... They're, they're getting the rock star coach because they're not showing the Raiders emblem on the, on the cover and uh, all the promo. It's Gruden's face. And I know that because people are texting me and uh, hitting me up on social media saying I thought it was Frank Caliendo in that picture because he just looks like a complete parody of himself. And I love the Hall of Fame dinner they had, too. If all the players yeah. really wanted to bang home about, hey, the Raiders are one of the most glorious franchises in NFL history. Okay, so here's another little tidbit. Gruden, I texted Gruden last year before he took the job. Um, and I said something about – it wasn't last It was earlier this year. And I said, you uh, – well, maybe it was – I'm not sure. But I said, uh, hey, words out there, looking like you really uh, – you, you're 
you could really take this job. And it was when nobody was really saying that he was for sure. It wasn't out there at all. He's like, hard to turn down. I love the Raiders, man. Once a Raider, always a Raider. That's the text I got back from him. I'm like, mm. I think he's telling me he's going there. Wow. And I didn't tell anybody, yeah. but I was like, he just kind of made it sound like he's mm. going to take this job. That wasn't even the fir- confirmed nor deny one. I was like, uh, hey. Yeah, you know, no, it was, it, was, it was quite a while ago. And he... He's like, it's hard to turn that down. I love these guys. So I think he does. For There's something that he really loves about the Raiders. I don't know why, uh, but it's it's ingrained in him more so than any anything else. And this is a team that traded him uh, to another team. So it's an interesting – maybe there's just redemption and fight in it, and that's, uh, you know, that's just Gruden right there. I'm, I'm hearing you, and I'm thinking – are you the source for many of Adam Schefter's scoops? That's what I was thinking, Frank. You know, <laughs> according but. to my sources, this could possibly be what is happening via Frank Caliendo's text. I understand. There's a chance. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's anybody got anything else to to, to wrap it up? This with? is a this is a pop culture uh, podcast too. I didn't know anything about G easy. So, uh, G easy, the rapper that was on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys know anything about G easy? C- a couple of songs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> he brings good okay. things to life. Okay. Yeah. So- you know, <laughs> vaguely familiar. <laughs> For so- those of you who don't remember the slogan of G E. <laughs> Oh, I, I loved it. That's I know uh, you guys. I'm telling uh, the audience uh, who is yes. probably going, "What you guys? No. Most of you guys laughed, but uh, I remember that from our pit. So yes. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm trying to. 20, How old are you, Corbin? 20, Eight. <laughs> Twenty-four. <Yeah>. Okay. Twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I'm looking up information about G Easy, and I'm like, "How do you come up with G Easy? His real name is Gerald Earl Gillum." I take G Easy so, every day. <laughs> yeah, you cannot be a rapper named Gerald Earl <laughs> Gillum. <laughs> Oh, you, so, you, you can. Joe got that hot track now. I like yeah. Jesus. Better. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that was that was my general take. I, I think it was interesting that the coaches were more exciting than the players. And maybe if you think of now that I say that out loud, there's something to that. If the players aren't the huge focus, I think the coaches probably like that idea. If it's like, hey, we'll take all of the brunt of this. And you guys just do your thing, be boring, and um, we'll be the quote-unquote stars of that. Although I can't see that Jonathan Abrams sitting back and, and not wanting to be the focus. He just seemed like he really wanted to be out there. And Toledo, to your point, yes, seemed a little bit young and naive maybe. But there was something I just – when he was going back and forth with Gruden, and I maybe I just read it wrong and it could be the editing, like I said – I just looked in and go, ah, something's... Don't you think that was intended? If, in terms of what? In terms of the editing, like you're saying. They're like... All right, it could this, be. I could be getting... This may not be here, but let's make it look like it's here. Yeah, I could be falling into that. Yeah. But it, it, they got me because there were two spots. Right, right. That, uh, the, and, the first, and like I said, the second one where it's the food thing by itself much more innocent mm. but when you tie it back to the first one and again it's not fair uh I, I i'm just saying my initial reactions to these things we'll see where it goes afterward i i always keep an open mind as it as it goes on i'll go another direction with that same kind of take uh i bet 
I'll place a bet that there's going to be some controversy with Richie Incognito getting into it with some of the linemen here, probably in the next couple episodes. With for his some, unbendable fingers, for some yeah, for some reason they set that up for him to be too much of a good guy. Yeah, so I I look at the editing that way and say, all right, yeah. he's he's headed for a fall somewhere somewhere during. Yeah, his like, you just flipped me the bird. I can't. Yep. He, I can't. He can't even bend his fingers, man. <laughs> By the way, Gruden will defend him. How easy it'd be for me to do a Richie Incognito? Just those oh, fat man. cheeks. <laughs> You got to come up with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's the next episode. I'll be working on that and more of my fat Thor impression. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on the Hard Knocks stuff, guys? I mean, for, for one of the first episodes I've seen of Hard Knocks in a long time, I thought it was good. Like, you know, followed like some of a regular storyline of like key characters and going in that, but ultimately solid. Again, this coming from someone who hadn't watched, what, the last two years of Hard Knocks. So it was kind of like a reason. You didn't see Cleveland last year at all? Um, maybe a segment. I think there was something funny my friend showed me segment wise. But Corbin's more of a basketball guy. He yeah. wants to do one to end the show. We'll let him do a little basketball. Oh. <laughs> but it was still it was still cool to kind of be reintroduced to that yeah. and having known at least a few of the key names of the Raiders to kind of see a little bit of the backstory there. Yeah, as an NFL fan, I mean, it's it's always good to see. Every time we see Hard Knocks, it makes me think the NFL season's coming. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's the good thing. Like, I, I grew up a Broncos fan, and yeah. this is the first time I ever cared about the Oakland Raiders was watching this show tonight. Yeah, I think they're I, they're, they're one of, I, I'm going to say the word, poorest NFL teams. They're, they have a non-billionaire owner, which is a big deal. So they're trying to rebrand. They're going to Vegas. Gruden in Vegas will probably be on slot machines. Hey, pull my arm, man. That's my finger. <laughs> Uh, you just stunk it up, man. Oh uh, all right. So with that done, uh, you, that could be the end of the episode. Probably be the right place to the end in the episode. But Corbin was so excited to be doing the show. I told him, why not take what I like to call the Al Jackson uh, right turn, big right turn, uh, and. Uh, so who was, I do a podcast with Al and Frank try to be serious get all the podcast names in here um, <laughs> frankpods.com get you to all of them including po- Comic Playground so uh, what was the basketball rant you wanted to do and again uh, this is Corbin showing that he has an expertise in something oh thank you okay so I came with a hot take concerning my beloved Los Angeles Lakers but and I wanted to tell people this I told people I wanted you to have a hot take and then I was just going to make fun of it the whole time yeah yeah and yeah. here's the thing I almost that's what the show's going to be that's what the show's going to be well I'll let, I'll let that sit because what got me as a gripe right now um, in August for NBA fans is pretty much you know free agency's over um, we still got all of this month and this September before we really start thinking training camp and all of that for the NBA season. So now we get on NBA Twitter into just useless debates over who was better and certain career arcs and this and that. And so NBA TV put out this utterly meaningless, like, all-decade first team, second team, third team. Just, you know, something to look That's at. That's because there's no content. news cycle. Exactly, Nobody cares. But somehow news is made out of it, and I'm, I know that it's being made, but I'm still buying all into it because Kobe Bryant – was put on the third team. Of course he was. For all team all decade. Are you serious? Yes. I mean, Who would listen. you put him above? I haven't even seen Okay, that. so I have I have it all listed here. So, first team was Steph Curry, James Harden. Absolutely. LeBron, absolutely. Kevin Durant, and Kawhi. Yeah, Kobe Kawhi, doesn't. Kawhi, 100%. Kawhi is someone I look at as a little shaky there. Kawhi but, a little shaky. Because, look, He okay. just won the NBA Finals by himself. Okay, but he just eviscerated. He eviscerated the entire Golden the entire, State Warriors, okay. which LeBron James himself could not do. The demigod <laughs> himself. I only have him shaky for first team. He's definitely up there. Plus, Second team the is Chris country. Paul, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I mean, there's a few, right? Would you not agree as far as, like, 
they're there, but I'm I have, especially I have Carmelo hate. I wouldn't put him anywhere on the top. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, think. Carmelo, Carmelo seems like the ultimate uh, one-on-one player that never. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing there. For and me. I and I love Blake Griffin, but honestly, aside from you wait, know, Blake Griffin's on there. Blake Griffin's up there. He's just above Carmelo Anthony. I mean, they're on the same. It's not just above. They're on the same. He's a really good team. player, but I don't think he's a transcendent. Especially the way the game has changed so much, and he was injured a lot. Playoff basketball, he gets shut down. He he has yeah. one game in any series that he's been in. He has one dominant game, but he doesn't carry the team. True. Did and Duncan I think, make it? No, third team. Duncan did not make it at all. all um, NBA, but I think they time. did most of his damage. I guess was the two thousands. But yeah. Um, and then I mean, for Blake Griffin, I think most of it was just on that unanimous. How am I getting pulled into this garbage? Okay, now? listen, it's it's, it's engrossing. <laughs> this right. is why they made the list because it's a stupid list. I, exactly. <laughs> but I'm still fired up. About I want to talk about hard knocks, man. Okay, we probably no, should. go ahead. All right, third team: Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, Paul George, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Giannis. And this I'm like, why time? is Aldridge up there? It's and all decade. All decade. All decade. For um, are you, We cannot come up with better players than that. I mean, some of the players, the key players from the 90s, 2000s had arcs that went into I'm the, the sound 2010s. stupid, but I keep throwing Vince Carter in there. I, I mean, yeah, Vince Carter's declined, though, from like, what, Orlando he was in by 2010? Vince Carter was full role player stage by that point. Okay. But for me, a lot of players so are like, why is Kobe Bryant third? And then, of course, Max Kellerman on ESPN goes and says, of course, he shouldn't even be on the list for at all for the 2010s, which Most I'm sure is a lot of that. You're, you're buying in, Corbin. Yeah, I they're, know, they're and they're I'm about instructed, to say. They're instructed to go one side or the other. Exactly. And I, and most of the lists are designed to make you have to talk about them. Who put this out? NBA TV. Just to be talked about. Yep. That's really what it is. That's the only – That's the, it just comes down to – and you got sucked into it. And you pulled me in for a little bit. I, I, that was the, I know. I knew I was getting sucked in. But. Yeah, but I think that's – I think that the only reason that that list is put together like that is to get talked about. I don't think they – there's no way they mean that stuff. No way. It's, it's it. Hey, I mean, I get reached over there. <laughs> I'm trying to find this all NBA team now, dude. I, I, Curious. I, I'll send a link. I get reaching for content, but basically, as an NBA fan, I just wanted to get a little insight on like how bare it is right now because it's it's pure torture. Yeah, they're just point. trying to keep the NBA NBA in the news somewhat because football's about to destroy everything. And yeah. see, last year NBA was year round with the Kyrie trade and and Kawhi and all that drama. I mean, literally, yeah, but once stuff football hits, for the entire it's f- always football. Yeah, maybe a little bit right now. Yeah, but once that that week, for, right. the first week of the season, the problem is, is that the NBA season's been set. Corbin, I mean, all the teams have been figured. The players decided where they wanted to go. The, there's no off season anymore. There's well, no that's I think what anticipation. He's last year yeah. there was, yeah. but la- last year there was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was still more of that, that last unrest. Year, yeah, but you saying there had... was last year, and that's why people talked about it more. Yeah, and yeah. there were more actual stories and some type of drama that was playing out. Now this year, they have to make up bad lists yeah. for people to talk about, and I think we've talked about it enough. <laughs> okay, yeah. there we go. <laughs> All right, any final thoughts from anybody? Oh, well, any early Super Bowl predictions you guys got? What are you, are you really going to the? <laughs> wow! <laughs> what you know? Hall what? of Fame game in the books, and we're going <laughs> on. I'm going to work on my Ken. Does anybody have um, any predictions for the 2024 Super Bowl? Yes. What are you? T- what, are you what? 2024? Kyler Murray's going to be MVP. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Hopeless. Cardinals Third time in a row. Speaking. Third time in a row. All right. My Ken is – I could get a Ken. It's the, it's a terrible thing right now. It's somewhere between Ken and Goofy. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> Scott, any final thoughts? Uh, I would just tell you that the uh, Raiders, I believe, are 50-1 to 1 right now to win the Super Bowl. 
and uh, the Broncos are actually sixty to one. So wow. that kind of surprised me. Sixty to one. He's got Joe Flacco yeah. now, and he's horrible. Uh, and since we're talking about hard knocks, and we're talking about the uh, AFC West, mm-hmm. uh, I think the Broncos are probably the most underrated team in the NFL because they had a great coaching change. Vic Fangio, the best defensive coordinator in the NFL. Philip Winston's uh, going to be a top five rusher. Yeah. So, oh, we go in fantasy football now. That's, those are always great. Let's not even think about fantasy. Maybe we'll eventually do like a fantasy football team and, Corbin oh, will have no. all NBA players in his, <laughs> but for like, have, we're not even no, no, we're stopping. <laughs> we're stopping. There's none of this matters. Watch Hard Knocks next week and listen to us, Frank Pod Caliendo Cast, <laughs> Gruden Knocks Hard or whatever I oh decided God. to finally call it. Thanks for listening at Frank Caliendo across various forms of social media. Corbin, um, at Corbin Ford NBA. There we go. Sports. Ken. Yeah, at Geronda Comics in all formats. By the way, Ken owns a comic book store, and it's amazing. Scott Long? ScottComedy.com, the uh, premier uh, corporate comedian in America that doesn't cost you Frank Kelly and no money. <laughs> <laughs> and Big Toledo. At Dick Toledo. At Dick Toledo. <laughs> uh, and listen to Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Uh, by the way, John Holmberg, uh, big-time radio guy, yeah, would I'm not going to say the most talented guy in all of radio because I have a lot of friends who are very talented in radio. But no, John Holmberg, it'll get back to him. Yeah, and no, yeah, John Holmberg, a genius. Uh, and if he isn't the best, he probably is. I I just don't want to offend everybody else I know because he's he's a guy that uh, I'll tell you what, man, this guy does a ton of voices, ton of characters, and he drives a show like. But John Holmberg should be with us next week. He had a, a, a family situation he had to take care of. And like I said, he'll uh, take another. We'll have another Gruden voice on it, man. I'll tell you what, John J. Jingleheimer Schmitz, his name's my name too, man. <laughs>